All right, we're back with another Creator Generation podcast episode. Everyone is so excited to be here. I'm Ant. We've got Phoebe and Fred. How you going, team? Hey, Ant. How you going? But how are you? How are you going, Ant? How are you feeling today? Feeling chipper. Look, my day was going really well until you started poking me with uh, <laughs> astroturf earlier. This, but that was all off air. But what we're doing today is a Q and A roulette. But I'm breaking all the rules as always. This one's a themed Q and A roulette. Ooh, um, it's a broad theme. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got a, a smaller wheel. We stole some of the stickers of all the questions we get asked at events and the Creator Generation Discord, and they're all about getting started on YouTube. So the way this is going to work is we'll spin the little wheel. <laughs> Question will come up. Baby, you're our uh, resident creator, YouTuber, and yes. many other multi-platform content creator. And Fred, you're our resident sniper slash um, <laughs> YouTube strategist. So we'll get, we'll get the different takes on that. So let's spin the wheel, get the first question up and rock and roll. All right. Actually, I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to spin the wheel on this one just because break the rule just again. Spin, just spin it. Right. Just spin, might as well spin it. We'll spin, spin it. it. We'll spin, spin it. it and then I'll stop it on the question I want. Okay. All right. That? Let's, let's spin it up. All right, I'll grab it and stop it because okay, we're still talking about getting started on YouTube. I've got to set it up. Does a new YouTuber have a chance of success on YouTube? See why I wanted that one first? Cause, yeah. Hey, yeah. I presume you mean does a new YouTuber at this point in time have a good chance of success on YouTube? Yeah, or if they can time travel, you know. But yes. <laughs> Someone starting out today. They haven't upload. They're about to upload their first video, and they're like, "Can I really make a go of this?" Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think why not? If you don't start, you have absolutely no chance of success. <laughs> so you may as well start <laughs> and give it a red hot go. <laughs> that is the best answer to that question. I've ever heard. That is a really good answer. I was thinking about that, like all these ideas. I'm like, yeah, that's actually. A bit, if you don't start, you're not going to succeed. There's no chance you can succeed. It's a very logical, logical thing to say. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I guess, I mean, that is actually probably the best answer. If I can come up with a secondary answer, what I would say is, um, yes, absolutely. I think now more than ever, you have an excellent chance. Obviously, yes, there are a lot more people on these platforms. Um, but the platforms are also a, a lot smarter now. They're much better at filtering. They're much better, better at surfacing new content. Um, and they want new content. They, they 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 crave new content from new creators in order to keep the, the platforms fresh. So, absolutely, with all the changes to the algorithms, to the artificial intelligence that runs the systems, they are giving um, new creators uh, a, a lot more opportunity. And also with the um, competition from other platforms like uh, TikTok, for example, mm-hmm. you know, YouTube obviously wants to keep attention there. So they're trying to get more creators on the platform. They're trying to give new creators more opportunities. So I would, I would say absolutely this is an, an excellent time to, to start on there. Um, plus it's the really only platform where you can actually get good value from longer form content. Um, you know, TikTok and, and Insta aren't, aren't that great for longer form um, content, but YouTube is still the gold standard. So if you want to do that, this is the platform for you. Mm. I find it also it's often a, a good excuse if you're scared. It's like, oh, well, I won't. <laughs> It, I don't have a chance. Yeah. So why bother? Or yeah. those people are only successful because they've been on YouTube forever. They're OG. Yeah. Like, yep. Yep. That's, I find that's just an excuse. You're, you're afraid to find out if you've got what it takes or not um, yeah. a lot of the time. <laughs> All 
All right, let's spin another one. All right, this is fun. I like this. <laughs> spin her up. Spin a winner. All right. Okay. Oh, this was this is good. How niche is too niche? So, assuming in like your topic or your, your content or your genre of videos, how, like you know, everyone talks about you need a niche, and maybe there's there's a sub question on that. Do you need a niche, and how niche is too niche? Well, firstly, I'd like to correct you for our, our American listeners. It's niche. How niche is too niche? Which they like saying niche. We say niche. They say niche. So, just letting. I've you heard know. it both from Americans. Actually, I I, I did have a fun argument with um, a creator called Brandon Harvey about that. Um, he said niche. I said niche. But I have heard other Americans say niche. Mm-hmm. But they might just be pandering to the correct English-speaking proportion of the world. There you go. So how niche or niche is too niche or niche? Okay. So <laughs> I think niches are still quite important. Um, you know, these platforms uh, are designed for specific interests. Uh, people will jump onto YouTube, for example, to see their favorite creators and those favorite creators are usually talking about one particular thing or have some sort of specific theme. If they get really broad... Um, you know, you might lose what makes it special. So um, there's one aspect there's from the audience point of view is mm-hmm. ensuring that what you do is specific, that they can get when they see you, they know what they're getting, they can really enjoy that. And um, you're, that, that consistency can be maintained. So niche to that extent is, is really important. Obviously, you know, in terms of discovery algorithmically, if the systems sort of know who your audience is, you know, um, have made a profile of what they like and within a certain niche, it's going to be easier for it to serve it uh, to new audiences. Um, and um, for the, so for the discovery component of it, that's going to be better as well. Um, plus also as a creator, it makes it a lot easier for you. If you have an area or a, um, a boundary of the content you can make, it actually makes content creation easier. People think that limiting your content makes it harder, but I actually think that, you know, if you have... Um, specific parameters, it actually makes content creation easier because you know what you can make and you can be more creative around that space rather than saying, here's an open field, go make whatever you want. Um, you know, it's like going to a restaurant and you see like a thousand items on the menu, you're actually never satisfied, it's too hard. Whereas if you have like six or seven, it's, it's, it's sort of it's more satisfying and better to work with. So yeah, I feel niche is still important. People do tend to come to the platforms for and watch uh, certain creators for a certain reason. Um, so yeah, I still feel it's 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 a very important area. How about how about you, Phoebe? Um, I agree with everything you've said, but <laughs> I'd also like to say some other stuff. <laughs> so I think um, from my perspective as a travel creator, I always felt like, oh, am I niche enough within travel? Should I be more budget backpacker or should I be more luxury? Or should I choose one, whatever? And I started to focus too much or worry too much that I needed to drill down more and, and choose something. And then I realized that also niche can apply to the kind of content you create in the sense of how you do it. You know, don't forget that that's a part of your niche as well. So it could be that you make travel content, but it's the way you make it is niche as well. You know, it's for us, it's about Mm. being a bit more broad and giving people comprehensive guides. And I worried that wasn't niche, but it is niche in a sense because that's what we do. So I think don't get too bogged down in niche meaning one thing. Niche means a few different things. So yeah, it's Mm. what you do, but how you do it as well. Yeah, that's a really good point. And look, we've seen um, some people think niche is like, Oh, it has to be like 
this one area, but often, it's often like for you said, like you can have like cars as a area and then you can have a sub, you know, like retro cars, like new cars, all sorts of different things. And within that, you can have more, so you can have all these, these sub niches within that as well. So yeah. there's plenty of areas. I think it's just about being specific and tapping into an yeah. area of specific interest in order to build an audience, right? It's not mm-hmm. like traditional TV. It's not a TV channel. In fact, one of the big problems of calling a YouTube channel is people think it was something like a TV channel. TV channels were designed for broad audiences and they had to capture a lot of interest from a lot of different people. YouTube channels are designed to capture a specific interest from specific groups of people to build audiences. And when you build audiences around a particular topic or a particular passion, that's when they become really valuable to the creator, right? Yeah, um, And that's when you can sort of tap into that value. So that really, really helps you grow as well. Mm-hmm. And I hijacked that question. We started talking about how important <laughs> niches are, but how niche is too niche? She started niching down on the, was the, the original question, which I, I, I muddied the waters. But then you talked about niching down on the, the cars. Mm. How niche is mm. too niche? Like, like, or is there such a thing? Yes, there, there, I think there is a, such a thing um, because obviously you're looking for an audience, right? There has to be an audience for it. Like you look in some topics... There may not be an audience because there could be extremely new topics, for example, like new things are coming up all the time and, you know, audiences are building around it and that, that, that is true. But there is always some sort of ceiling to an audience. Um, often creators on YouTube will say, oh, I'm going after this this genre or, or this niche. Um, but every niche does have a cap. So, for example, um, every area. So if you were talking about soccer, for example, soccer has a huge amount of followers worldwide, right? Obviously, a huge amount of creators creating content around it, but it's a huge, huge audience. Whereas if you were talking about equestrian riding, like horse dressage. riding. We've done dressage. Dressage, dressage, dressage. that's right, yeah. Then dressage is obviously going to be have a smaller audience um, than soccer. So there will be a limit to that. So while that niche is, is still important, there's still an extremely valuable audience there, the overall size of that audience is going to be much smaller um, because the topic just has a natural ceiling. It's also why, you know, sometimes you'll see YouTube gurus um, on YouTube, their channels typically will, you know, max out at a couple hundred thousand or a million, whereas, you know, like a Mr. Beast who does, you know, something a bit more general will have mm-hmm. like that, you know, tens of millions of sub uh, sub ceiling because, you know, that's a much broader uh, area of interest rather than, you know, YouTube strategy, which is a, it's a much smaller area of interest. So every niche does have a ceiling, but even small groups of people, um, and I mean a couple of thousand um, people can be extremely valuable, like very, very valuable. If you create a good connection, if you give them good content um, and you build that community around it, yeah, just yeah. a thousand people, like I said, a thousand true fans can do wonders for you. Mm-hmm. I think also if you were mm. thinking about how niche you want to go or what your niche is going to be, using your dressage and soccer example, maybe think about how you as a creator want to work. You know, if you're in the dressage niche, maybe you're only going to be putting out one video a week or one video a fortnight or a month. But if you were doing soccer, you might be putting out more videos. So I think your niche impacts how you work. Does that make sense? Absolutely. (laughs) So maybe you do want this really fine niche because you don't want to do it all the time. (laughs) And just a quick quick pause just because we did every time we mentioned Mr. Beast, we just have to shout out to friend of the show, Jimmy. How you going, yep. mate? What's up? Um, yep. Big fan of the show. <laughs> Matt's a fan. And, and, and by the way, if anyone is wondering, dressage is a form of horse riding performed in exhibition and competition, as well as an art sometimes pursued solely for the sake of mastery, as uh, Wikipedia has just – I wanted to get the perfect mm-hmm. example so people know what dressage actually is. Well, and this is my favourite thing is Phoebe then translates into real-world language. Fancy horse riding. Yes. <laughs> <Beautiful>. <laughs> Fancy horse riding. 
<laughs> that real fancy one there you, you see sometimes. You go, what is she doing? <laughs> that yeah. one. They, they, yeah, they, they wear a tux, basically. Yeah. A tuxedo yeah. on a horse. To, to a ride a horse. It's, it's rich people thing. stuff, guys. It's rich people stuff. It's very, yeah, it's very rich people <laughs> stuff. <laughs> oh, goodness. Where have we gone? All right, let's just <laughs> two questions in. <laughs> We're almost out of time. Um, <laughs> let's spin the wheel. Here it goes. All right. How do I know what my viewers want? Hmm. Ask them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing this is this is in the context of a, of a new like a, this came came from a question from a, from a new or aspiring not yet started creator. So how do they know? How do you know what people want? I think you just got to think about what's the purpose of what I'm doing. You know, if you're making something and you don't know what the person watching it is going to get out of it, then how can you know if what you're making is right? <laughs> so think about the person on the receiving end of it. You know, if, if I'm going to make a video about a destination, I'm thinking about this person that's planning a trip. That's who I'm trying to connect with. And they want to know where to eat, where to stay and all the best things to do. And that's what I'm going to put in there. And so by kind of reverse engineering it, I know what they're going to want because I'm putting everything that I think they want in that video already. So that's what they're going to want is what I'm offering because I've thought of them in the first instance. Is that a confusing way to say that? <laughs> it, it, it's, it's tricky, right? When you're first starting, you, you mm. sometimes don't know what videos to make. And, you know, as I heard someone say, the easiest one is, oh, just make whatever's trending and that's a good way to start. But, you know, then you ask them, well, what do you know what's trending with your niche? So there are a lot of questions around it. And, you know, we have whole processes dedicated to ideation around ideas. But, look, when you when you're starting – what I'd recommend to anyone is firstly to think about things you'd really like to, to talk about, videos you'd really like to make around your topic, right? What do you yeah. really want to make? Um, and use that as, a, I think, a starting point to, to drive you forward because if you if you build it first and foremost around sort of what you want to do and what you want to get out there, I think you'll be inspired to make that content, which is mm-hmm. a really good way to get started. Yeah. Um, and then obviously have a look around what are other people making in your niche? Is there a version of that that you can do that's different and gives you more, gives the audience more information, more entertainment, uh, more education, whatever it is? Um, and just start from there. So sort of incrementally work up. Once you sort of get more advanced, you can start looking at, you know, trending versus evergreen topics. You can start doing more deeper research into into competitors um, and, and seeing what, what they're up to. You can start using tools and, you know, things like Google Trends to see see what's working and get more strategic. But in that first instance, I'd, I'd really look at, like, what content do you want to make? What kind of stories do you want to tell? And start getting them out there. And then start looking around your, your niche and see what's, what's, what seems to be working and can you do a better version of that? Can you give someone the next bit of information alongside that, for example, um, as a starting point? Because otherwise it can get very complicated very quickly. Um, but I think that that's a, that's a good way to generally get into it without becoming too analytical and then overthinking everything you do and then becoming depressed when it doesn't work. So I think that's probably the, the good way to start. As I was, I was actually making a note to myself last night, I think out of all the creators we, we've ever worked with who've done well, I don't think any of them ever thought extremely hard and analytically about the exact topics they wanted to make when they started. Mm. Um, it was typically like they had a really interest in an area they wanted to sort of share that passion, share their interest around it, um, and they started making videos they liked. And eventually, as that progressed, they got better and got better understanding what audiences wanted. Then they started getting more advanced in their in their creation. That's um, it, right? Selection. I, I think take the mm. pressure off yourself because there's so much pressure. You go, I, I really care about this and I want to do so well, but it's never going to be perfect when you first start. You're never going to feel like it's perfect, and you're going to learn as you go along, make mistakes. 
you know, you'll you'll see what content does well and what doesn't perform so well, what content you get the most joy out of, what you don't, what your audience loves, what they don't, and that's going to shape it as you go along. But you're, you're never going to know right off the bat everything perfectly. And I know that we don't have – this is probably the last question here, Ant, but um, I was actually watching a video from a Super Eyepatch Wolf recently. He made – it was called Inf- Influencer Courses Are Garbage, The Dark Side of Content Creation. <laughs> It's a really long video. It's like over an hour. Um, and I didn't get through it all. So my caveat is I haven't seen it all yet. I only watched the first part of it. But it was pretty interesting. He was basically talking about all these courses that are out there and all these people talking about how to get started as an influencer or mm-hmm. as, a, as a content creator, especially like the um, – I think it was Jake Paul's terrible mm-hmm. course and some of the <laughs> other, other ones that were out there. And he made a couple of really interesting points. One he said is like you know a lot of people give you this advice as how you get started, but – the content creator space is is a tricky one because if especially if you listen to one creator who has one one bit of experience, um, they come from the point of view of starting a channel at a very specific time, right? Mm-hmm. And even a couple of months later, like the whole landscape has changed, and they were in a very particular niche, so they're giving you their perspective for one period of time on one type of channel yeah, in a sort of very specific yeah. niche and how it's progressed for them, and also all the luck they've had to get there, right? Yeah, so. Yeah. You have to take it with a grain of salt. So when people are asking how to get started and, and what content to make, I think he, he actually mentioned to himself, like, make content you, like, you love. Like, do start with that. Like, that's a good way to get started because at the end of the day, that should drive um, what, what you want to do. And I think that is really good advice yeah. for, for creators. People will overanalyze a lot, you know. Um, they'll try to look at that data a lot. They'll try to look at other data a lot and suddenly they can get caught in the cycle. But I think it's, it's a good way to get started. And, you know, from what I've seen of that video so far, it seems pretty interesting. So do check it out. Um, it's, yeah, Super Eye Patch Wolf called um, The Dark Side of Content Creation. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, it, I think starting from the point of view of this is the content I want to make, this is the story I want to tell is, is, a, is a good way to do it. The first thirty seconds were amazing, and then you realised it was an hour-long video. <laughs> oh no, I watched. I watched. I got about. I got about forty forty minutes into it, I think. So I think only because I, I literally I got too tired at night and I wanted. I'm going to watch the rest of it today, but at this point in time, I haven't seen the conclusion. So he might go downhill. I, I don't know, but he's generally makes some pretty good videos. So um, I, 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 I will check it out. But it is there. It's a, he does it in a, in a pretty funny way too, and and it is good because a lot of like you said, a lot of the these influencer courses you do see out there. They're designed to sell you a dream or an idea, um, and I think you know there is a reality to it. It is a very hard game, um, but if you do it right, it's a very rewarding game. But it has to be built on the fundamentals of something you enjoy and want to do, yes. um, and built around a passion yeah. rather than trying to, trying to seek fame or trying to you know overanalyze or uh, or break down a, a specific you know wonder strategy out there it's it's, it's a very multifaceted strategy and it's in an individual to everyone and it's going to be different to everyone yes there are mm-hmm. certain fundamentals that everyone can sort of put in place but the journey is going to be different yeah. so do it under do it for passion do it for something you love do it for a story you want to tell and i think it's a really good starting point agreed awesome we probably better wrap it up after three, <laughs> three questions um, rock and roll hey um we've got a live q a right after this podcast drops on the Creator Generation Discord, come hang out with me, Fred, and Phoebe, and your global Creator Generation community. Mm-hmm. Get your questions asked. Come say hi. Just jump on the Discord. All the deets are there. We'll see you then. Bye. Creator Generation. On the mic.